All right, we should uh, we should do this podcast. You know, this thing that we're actually here for. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Super Slate, the show where we run down the latest super entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And it's our first look at Captain Marvel, a good one, Mike. Ooh, I'm ready to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Uh, we're also going to give you our Super Bowl trailer predictions. What's real, what's not real, we don't know. Yeah, that's right, and we're saying Super Bowl, I don't care if it's copywritten. Super Bowl <laughs> is what I say, because I'm, I'm dumb, I'm bad at sports. And Logan breaks ground at the Oscars this year. Yeah, it's true. And more. And more. And uh, uh, speaking of uh, movies and Oscars, um, I watch I watched an Oscar-nominated movie the other night that I've been meaning to watch for the longest time. So I thought I'd talk about it real quick before we jump into the news. Uh, I finally watched Get Out. Have you seen it yet? I've not seen Get Out, no. Oh, it is so good. The, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty sure I own a digital copy of it that we won, <laughs> but I've not I've not watched it yet. So I mean, uh, uh, direct, written directed by Jordan Peele, nominated for a bunch of Oscars. Really awesome. Um, uh, I love Jordan Peele from Key and Peele, so I knew one day I'd want to watch this movie. I just hadn't gotten around to it for the longest time. So I did my best to keep an arm's length away from the plot and reviews and stuff like that. So luckily I went in not knowing much, which is what you want to do. I mean, there's not any sort of just... It's not any sort of like crazy expanding world that's going on here, but you you want to go in just not knowing a lot, and then oh, it's just so much fun. Uh, the the your expectations get subverted quite a lot, and then there's points in the movie where characters actually do exactly what you want them to do because this is slated as a horror movie. I would say it's maybe more in the in the thriller category, but uh-huh. like. You're like yelling at the screen for the character to do something or you're thinking to myself and then the character does that and you're just like, oh, thank God, you're so smart and it's so satisfying. And then uh, I just uh, – it's just an awesome movie. I, I just – I've been talking about it all weekend with everybody I've seen because it's been out for I think nearly a year now. I think it was February last year. That's why I yeah, yeah, so definitely go out there. Uh, watch Get Out. Uh, you're going to you're gonna love it even if you're not a fan of scary movies. I'm not a fan of scary movies uh, but oh, it just – Mm, it's so good. I can't stop talking about it. But And I'll sandwich my movie recommendation with a snack recommendation, which I usually don't do. Did you I was eat just, the snack while watching the movie? No, I didn't. But I was just so floored by the snack that I bought. Um, Cheetos are making this kind of new brand of Cheeto called like Simply or something. They're just not – they're basically not putting any artificial colorings in it, which I don't really care anyway. But I'm a big fan of the jalapeno flavor Cheetos. Not to be mistaken with the Flaming Hot Cheetos. That's a little too much, a little too intense for me. I like the jalapeno-flavored Cheetos. And the, 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 the Simply brand Cheetos has this kind of Cheetos puff that's jalapeno-flavored. And it's delicious. I like had to stop myself from like eating the whole bag in one sitting. It's awesome. So if anybody out there has any sort of like craving for kind of like kind of spicy, crunchy snacks, ooh, it's so good. I think it's like white cheddar jalapeno puffs or something but really? oh man you got to get them they're they're amazing like i've it's been a long time since i've tried like a new snack from the snack aisle and really enjoyed it you know i'm always out there buying those like crazy like flavors of like lays and stuff i'm like oh this one tastes like a gyro or this one tastes like barbecue ribs or something and they just always kind of just like taste all right you know but this one i was like 
I was amazed. So those are my uh, those are my uh, two uh, recommendations out there. Well, it sounds like you're uh, living the dream, Mike. Watching scary movies and eating healthy Cheetos. Uh, <laughs> I don't. They're not healthy. They just <laughs> took the artificial coloring out of them. I don't think anybody needs to be delusional. Oh, it's here. just the color. <laughs> okay, just making sure. So yeah, and it, I at first the package looks like it might even be like to bake Cheetos. No, I think they're still like deep fried. Okay, all right. I don't think they deep fried Cheetos, but I get what you're saying here, <laughs> and that kind of goes along with the movie you watched as well, if I if I understand correctly. So. Um, you need to cool. get you need to get those Cheetos out of the bag and yeah, put them in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, got them. So I'm looking. Just, I mean, we're going to talk about this later. But I mean, you watch. You know, I've not watched any of the best pictures thus far for this year. Oh, uh, uh, okay. But I do have The Shape of Water on my to do list. So yes, I might watch that one um, sooner than later. But uh, that's that's cool that you got to see that. I, again, we have the digital copy. We might sit down and watch it. We haven't even watched Captain America this week yet for our Infinity War countdown. So. Oh, man. How could you? Yeah. We watched, um, what was it the other day? Um, oh, The Murder on the Orient Express. We watched that Friday instead. Um, oh, how was that? I heard it was just kind of, you know, it was all right. It that's was. It was. Um, just, <laughs> that's that's about it. It's not bad. It's not. Like, the the opening scene was really cool. I really like the opening, like, scene that sets the tone for, for the character Poirot and, and, like, what he does. Uh, but like if you like, they could have leaned heavily into the Sherlock style movies because he's just you know the world's greatest detective. Uh-huh. But they didn't as much. But it's yeah, it's well acted and it's fine. It's not going to change your world, but it's fine. So I mean, I don't regret watching it. Well, well good to know, Chris. Yeah. So on that note, um, I want to give a shout out to one of our constant YouTube commenters, Sean Bowman. Uh, always comment. He doesn't always agree with us. I, I think he rarely agrees with us, but that's part of his charm. Uh, we love, we love people who interact with the show and you know, I, I like it when people don't agree with Mike the most, that's when really <laughs> on their side. No, but I'm so, you know, Sean, I know, I, I know you won't listen to us or, or watch us every week on YouTube. So, you know, I just want to know we are reading your comments and we do know when you say something. So <laughs> I'm just glad somebody out there has enjoyed bright. So yeah, Sean, you're the reason that they're making a sequel. So at least you can look forward to that next, the next uh, version of bright. That's true. And bright does spawn some Netflix news. We, we talk about later. That's not related to bright necessarily, but like the, the success of it. So we'll talk about uh, that later. Oh, dang, Chris. So uh, give me, give Give me a little insight, just real quick, on uh, what you got coming up this year, and then, uh, man, we gotta we gotta talk about this, uh, this, this Captain news. Marvel stuff. Yeah. So I just want to run by the my the 2018 convention schedule is starting up. I will be going to the Louisville Arcade Expo in March, which is basically arcade games. But I know um, the DNN network I'm with has a booth, so I'm going to try that to out, get some listeners. Th- that name is so cool. I mean that that name of a convention will get you there even without a flyer. I mean, like Arcade Expo, that sounds super. Super fun. What's really cool about the Arcade Expo is they do not allow any games made past 1999 onto the floor. Oh, that's cool. So, I mean, there are a few console games. They they have all the old console games, but most of the people will play the uh, Nintendo 64. We we sponsored the Smash Brothers tournament last year. Um, So, you know, it's it's really cool to to see all that that go on. Uh, Also, the Lexington um, Comic and Toy Con is what it's called. Um, Really big. It's... It's a convention, but if you want to find some old classic uh, action figures, toys, or collectibles, that's where you go to, Mike. Um, it holds a special place because that's where me and my wife went fully in on the pop craze several years ago. <laughs> oh, no, so there. so they're to blame. Yeah, so you can find anything you want there. Um, I, I pick up a lot of comic books. 
I got my picture with uh, James Gunn's brother Sean Gunn, who played Craglin in the yeah. Guardians movies. There, a really really cool place. And then my biggest convention of the year is actually the first weekend of April this year, C two E two. C two E two. That's right. Yep, Chicago Comic Entertainment Expo. Mike has been approved as a professional for San Diego Comic Con. I've been approved as a professional for C two E two in our respective. <laughs> uh, I guess areas of the country. So see, there we go. We're 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 holding it down. We just need like we need somebody on the East Coast to like kind of put in that um, final push pin, and then our then our map will be a little bit straighter. But at least it's not falling off the wall. Yeah, no, not yet. It isn't. Not yet. It's not. It's not hanging down. Mike's not holding this show up. So, <laughs> um, so we get to go to that. And this year, um, I don't I don't know much about who's there. They they keep announcing it, but I'm really excited for that. So. Convention season starting. If you guys are going to any conventions, want to share anything you find out or hear or what you get, just let you know. Tag us, send it to us. We'll we'll be sure to put it up here. We're we're trying to to you know, get that coverage. So, but that's enough. That's enough about me, Mike. That's enough about the convention. We got to talk about this news here. The first biggest news of the week, by far for me. I even sent this over to you immediately. Is the Captain Marvel set photos? Um, yeah, that's right. And there's a lot to unpack here for sure. I I don't think. Uh, the, they knew how much uh, uh, fervor and froth uh, just one set photo would make out there. Yeah, so the, they they are filming right now on Captain Marvel, and we get to see Brie Larson not just in some CGI suit. This is a full-on body flight suit she's wearing right now. Uh-huh. And probably the biggest thing here, if you look at the design of this, Mike, the layout, how the belt works, the lines on the suit, the very um, iconic star on her chest is very very much matches up with the modern comics look except for the coloring and i think that's where a lot of people are starting conversations about this piece yeah exactly so when i came across this and i saw it uh the very first thing i noticed was the colors because when you know captain marvel you're thinking red you're thinking blue sometimes there's different variations uh gold thrown in there every once in a while so i saw this green and i'm just thinking there's no way that this is like the final suit you know, th- this isn't going to be around in a couple years. This isn't going to be in Captain Marvel Movie 2, the sequel. You know, eventually she's going to get those classic colors. So uh, instantly I start to think, well, why is it green? Why is it green? Why is it green but still looks really polished? And why why, why is she on set in this costume? I have all these questions running through my head. Um so you got to start putting the pieces together. So I think a really good clue that you get when you're looking at this photo is you look at her hair. This is a, this is very much a 90s haircut, and I never thought I'd be analyzing uh, hairstyling before on this show. But uh, I think a lot of people out there have kind of put this side by side with um, Rachel from Friends back in the 90s. So I think it's safe to say that this Captain Marvel is anchored in the past, in the 90s. So um, I guess theoretically, maybe if she flies off into space and leaves Earth forever, maybe she just keeps the same haircut for a while. But I think this is kind of like a proto Captain Marvel. Um, So we're not going to be sticking with this suit. But just talking about the suit in general... It, it I don't think it comes off as well at, in in um in a mm. set shoot like it kind of seems 
a little baggy. I don't, I'm not trying to be crass, but it seems kind of oddly baggy in the groin area, which I would have the same opinion of whether it was a man or a woman. Um, so it, it seems almost kind of like um, an auxiliary suit. I don't know if like she puts this on before she goes out into space or something like that, or I almost thought maybe this was like a uniform that several other people wear because you know if Captain Marvel maybe is going to be part of like a brigade or a big um, or a big faction, maybe sword. Maybe there's other people out there with similar suits that she that she has, and they wouldn't all be having like the the skin tight superhero suits out there. So uh, there's lots of questions running through my brain i'm just thinking like i I just this i know this isn't the final suit which is why i'm not like uh like yelling from the rooftops because it's a little disappointing to me looking at it i don't know how you feel chris like i'm gonna be honest i love it Uh, (laughs) i love it because i actually know i know captain marvel everyone knows modern captain marvel as carol Danvers, but i know the original captain marvel who went by marvel um, who actually, we have a picture here, Just to, I wanted to show you this, a Cree um, officer uniform is actually very green and white. And mm-hmm. if you look back to when Captain Marvel was first introduced, I think the 60s, 70s, you can see his green and white influences on this Captain Marvel outfit. Um, so I'm my assumption is very much kind of along the lines of yours. This is a Cree military uniform that she somehow fits that might help her control the powers she's been given. Um, along along the way, you know. Um, so, but but if I'm also looking at it, like this isn't clean armor. If you look down at her ankles, you can see scratches and dents and scuffs all across mm-hmm. this armor, Mike. So this is not her first foray into this suit, is my my guess as well. And you mentioned the bagginess, and we've seen baggy stuff before. I think it was what Civil War, the ba- baggy Black Panther. Fo- yeah, the, I, yeah. I was gonna bring that up. If you go and look at those uh, set photos of Black Panther, I think he's being like dangled from like the side of a building. You look at the suit and you're just like, well, that's kind of weird. Seeing the Black Panther suit kind of like baggy in areas, and when it's in the movie, he's it's like skin tight. It's like right up on Chad uh, Chadwick uh, Boseman's uh, um, skin. So uh, I think that's just what happens when you're filming it, and then once they get it in the post, they kind of uh, fix all that stuff up. So yeah, there's kind of you gotta give uh, you gotta give them a, the benefit of the doubt a little bit kind of when you're seeing well, these set photos i'm also going to go into the other thing is captain marvel carol danvers was a, a fighter pilot in the air force um and this looks like an air force suit again uh if you go back and i think watch like any air force movie top gun so on and so forth they wear the baggier suits when they're flying the planes around mm-hmm. and this kind of looks like someone someone would wear to get into an airplane and fly around as well so the yeah, bagginess may be kind of like an homage to her flight suit but also the Cree uniform that she's she's using here. Um, what I also see here is the second photo from another angle shows off a car behind her. That car looks very much like a relic from the 70s or 80s, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind, an older car for sure. Kind of leading into this might be a 90s set for you, Mike. So like the, the like it's harder to find these 80s, 70s, 80s cars um, uh, around. So by putting this in a 90s movie, yes, that car fits very well along those lines. Yeah, and we also have a little bit of footage to go along with this that I think might uh, bring things out a little bit more, too. Yeah, so, um, it, you know, it's hard to avoid set photos, Mike's starting to find out on the internet, <laughs> uh, to the point where, what is it, Entertainment? Um, is it E.T.? Enter- Entertainment Tonight, yeah. Entertainment Tonight has a clip, uh, a very close-up clip of this, of Captain Marvel taking down a guy with what appears to be very much 
ease, like just grabbing his hand and just like crunch. Yeah, and she's very much on terrestrial earth it doesn't look like she's out in space she's uh like beating up a dude that has like a leather jacket and jeans on with like this big old like mustache uh they just seem to be like out on a sidewalk somewhere so maybe this is her maybe returning to earth because she's just very out of place in this suit so uh, I don't know. I think a, a big question that's out there right now is, is this for Captain Marvel, well, her movie, or is this for an Avengers movie? Well, Mike, I see you're reading the notes here, and, and I, I do appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Captain Marvel's primary filming starts in March. Is it March? No, it is not it's March January, yet. isn't it? Uh-huh. So if they're not filming Captain Marvel yet, why are they filming Captain Marvel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to actually go out on a limb here. I'm going to believe that this is the end stinger for Avengers Infinity War. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it, that might make sense. So Just because it's a very it's a very casual, low-key shot. Usually these end credit scenes, they are a production. You know, you do need to hire people to be on set and film it and everything. But it's not like they're, like, uh, globetrotting to film an end credit scene, you know? Exactly, and it's kind of weird that it's out in public and not on a studio, so uh-huh. to speak. So there are there was another set set of um, set photos earlier this week. Um, you may or may not have seen Mike, but actually Nick Fury and Maria Hill were filming some scenes earlier this week. Mm, so that actually makes things slightly more confusing because we do know Nick Fury is supposed to be in the Captain Marvel movie. So it does kind of lean towards like, oh, well, they are they also in the end credit scene, or maybe I don't know. Like, are they, was it something for <laughs> Captain Marvel? We don't we're, yeah. like they're filming so many movies, we can't break them apart at this point. Yeah, and I think it's all basically happening in Atlanta. So yeah, the official filming might start in March, but. You know, who knows? Maybe they just had a camera and they had her on set and they had like a small window early and they decided to bring it in. But I mean, it would kind of make sense if the first time you see her is in an end credit scene. They they're not going to just they're not going to just spoil her suit. I think that's going to be a reveal a la like how we saw Captain America's suit in his Captain America, his first movie. Mm -hmm. You know, he started off with like kind of the, the cotton suit. And then he he moved up to a better one. The same thing, even if you look at the first season of Daredevil. We didn't get his kick-ass Daredevil suit until, like, either the second-to-last episode or the last episode. I don't, know, I don't even remember. Um, well, so maybe that's what they're doing here. Like, we're going to have, like, an awesome, like, red and blue suit, but you're going to have to wait till her movie to see it. Well, exactly. And, and you know, if, if this is maybe not set in the 90s, maybe this is now her return to Earth at the, mm. end, of, at the end of Infinity War where... Because Nick Fury had his eye patch on, just to, just to, so if he remembers her leaving and comes to find meet her when she returns to Earth, the suit she's in may be from when she was in space or something, wherever she is in between Captain Marvel <laughs> I, and Infinity War. I feel like this is going to be some sort of Marvel strategy of every time we need to add heroes to our universe. Um, let's just say that they were out in space and we'll just bring them back from space. We'll just we'll start this whole little onboarding community of just like okay, welcome to Earth. Uh, you used to live here, but you were raised in space, so this is where things are now. Your haircut's very out of style. We're going to have to get you a new haircut, and we're just going to go ahead, and we're going to move you into your own movie. And that's just – we'll do the same thing with Nova when Nova comes along. You were abducted yeah. when you were a kid, just like Star-Lord. They won't, You've been they won't, being trained out of space. <laughs> no, they won't do a Nova movie. Nobody wants to see Nova. Uh, I want to see Nova, Chris. <laughs> no, you don't. You, you, you think you do, but you don't. 
But what, what I'm saying is, so if this is her suit she leaves Earth in or has been using in space, maybe maybe not a Stark upgrade, but maybe a shield upgrade on her suit, and we get the the red and blue colors. So yeah, maybe. So that well, it, you're you're right. It, the green is not the final suit. That is not what she's gonna look like. The concept art we've seen from San Diego shows her in the red and blue. So yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm a big fan of um a lot of the armor on it. Uh, kind of like the uh, the the wrist pads and like the and the like the hip pads and stuff like that. I was expecting the suit to be a little bit more streamlined. When I look at it at first, I kind of get the a slightly low budget feeling. Like when I see like a, a suit slapped on somebody, like an Agents of Shield, like when a uh, Quake Daisy Sky, whatever you want to call her, when she eventually got her kind of leather quake suit i was just like well that just kind of looks like they put a leather suit on you and i'm kind of getting that vibe here but i'm thinking maybe once a professional cinematographer films it and then it's edited and then eventually she'll be in another suit maybe i'll be a little bit more uh, excited about it but it's definitely not bad it's not like trash or anything like that i'm yeah. just i'm looking forward to seeing the final it's, red suit it's essentially what is, is a tease and yeah it's to get people talking if marvel didn't make et take their stuff down this is this is great yeah, That's but great. I but I definitely agree with you. I think the best way to think about this is a Cree military suit. I think these are like in this world, they're mash manufactured. There's alien, there's Cree that are wearing it. There's other type of people that are wearing it, and they all stand in the line and look the same. Yeah. So well, we'll definitely have to see when Infinity War hits, which is less than a hundred days, Mike. We are less than a hundred days from Infinity War. Can you <sighs> it's believe so that? close, so close. <laughs> no, I'm really hoping they do like a month early or like three week early screenings that we can get tickets to. Cause that would I, be... I, I might be able to catch it down in Disneyland. Sometimes they do those early screenings down at the park. Yeah. Well, we're going <laughs> to knock on wood for that one. But on top of that, you know, I'm a big pop vinyl fan. We talked about, oh, this earlier. I, I know it, I but know some it. of the infinity war pops have finally landed here. And our first one is actually the first look at Thor, um, mm-hmm. which he looks like he's got a scar over his eye and he's wearing a, looking like a big hammer ax kind of thing here. Is so, there a pop? Is there a pop vinyl out where Thor has an eye patch officially yet? No, none of the uh, none of the Ragnarok ones do mm. at all. So there's that. Uh, but also, you know, that was earlier this week. A couple days later, the back of the box opened up and revealed even more characters from this movie, mm-hmm. which um, Iron Man, Thor, Spider Man, Captain America, all I mean, all in the same movie. Mike, I'm really excited for this. Mm-hmm. We have Thanos and three of his Black Orders, uh, Corvus Glaive, Ebony Maw, Proxima Midnight. And then the more surprising ones here, we have Groot with a little machine gun, it looks like, <laughs> and the, a six-inch Hulkbuster pop. Yeah, I would think that this uh, – the two things that I would take out of this myself is Groot is being referred to as Groot. It's not baby Groot anymore. I was half expecting teenage Groot, so maybe um, they're not going to really go down the lane of just putting a different uh, – um, ages of life in front of Groot. Maybe we're going to get back to our normal Groot so, here sooner than later. Just, just a, I'm looking at my pops right behind me. All the bait, quote unquote baby Groots just say Groot on the box here anyway. So. Uh, well, that's a shame. I Who wants a baby Groot? It doesn't say baby Groot on it. How are you going to know? Because it's a pop vinyl and the scales are all over the place. It's it's true. It's true. Well, so there's that. The Groot, what was the other thing you, you were going to say? Um, I was going to say this is kind of the first unofficial look at um, uh, Thanos's, uh what do we call them? Dark Order? Black Order? Black Order. Black well, Order, yeah. I mean, it's in pop version, so we you, well we don't we don't really know exactly what they're gonna look like on screen. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we do. Remember San Diego Comic Con? They had the full feature 
oh yeah they did. statues so man time flies by <laughs> yeah so we've seen them in real form this is three of the four there are only four of them instead of five from five in the comic book so that's cool i thought captain america was actually hawkeye because i thought it was more of a purple but i think it's a red <laughs> and white body thing yeah so uh that that's actually me and pop final form if you didn't know that that's, yeah. that's i mean what I, look like <laughs> in real life. I mean the hulkbuster pop looks pretty sick yeah, so then we got to actually see two of them, the Hulkbuster and Thanos, uh, in person here uh, on top of that. I love my. I have a Hulkbuster from Age of Ultron, one of my favorite ones. This one is super detailed, looks super slick. I love the silver highlights in this one. And Thanos, if you look closely, has all the gems in his gauntlet as well. So. Oh. It is kind of funny uh, when you ha- when the pop goes too detailed, it doesn't even look like a pop anymore. Like this Hulkbuster just kind of looks like a um, just looks like a Hulkbuster. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's just like a regular figure. They they uh, they've added a lot more detail over the years to these things than the mm-hmm. than the original ones used to be. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm really liking the look of these pops. I mean, I know there's over 17 different varieties, and I'm gonna have to you know have them all so we'll we'll cross the bridge when we get there i think it's about time that uh funko sponsors this show in my opinion Uh, we can only i I mean thankfully i only buy marvel and a few tv shows worth but yeah yeah hopefully they they, they get in here but the avengers are are going to be all over this year because there's an avengers project a video game coming out and uh, they've announced some of the veterans of the industry so people who are making this game have made the uncharted video games mike the Last of Us video games, Dead Space, the Arkham games, Star Wars Battlefront, and more they didn't even announce. So if you're not excited for this Avengers game and all the talent they're putting behind it, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I think the, the first thing that I get worried about is uh, how many microtransactions are we looking forward to? Because I see uh, Star Wars Battlefront listed on, on some credits there. So is this an Activision game? Or who no, has the license to this? Square, Square Enix, Square makes it. Square's making. It. They uh, make the Final Fantasy games. All right, so let's hope it's just not a microtransaction to death. But I am looking forward to what does like a highly polished professional Avengers video game look like when it's not the um, when it's not the Ultimate the other Alliance. one. That they have. Yeah, the Ultimate Alliance game. So uh, yeah, I really want to see what this looks like. It's been about. I mean, it's been like, working up on a decade since last Ultimate Alliance game. And I have all the games based on the Phase 1 movies, and only, like, Captain America is really worth your time uh-huh. on those. But, yeah, I mean, they've not had a good Avengers-based game in a while. We, I know we have Spider-Man coming up, but Spider-Man's always had video games. Like, every other year, it seems like he's got a new one. So, uh, I'm really excited to see what this looks like. And coming from uh, a group of people who've made some great games, um, story. a lot of these are story-based games as well. So, really looking to see where that comes into play. Yeah. I know. We have to get you a console to play with this mic. That's, that's <laughs> the end goal. Um, Black Panther is coming out. Uh, I've got, I, I had a very, very uh, bad run with Black Panther this week. Uh, <laughs> I've been following the fan event at my local theater. They've had fan events for every movie so far at the IMAX. And I reached out to a friend of mine who works there. And this is no fault of his own. He asked the manager, when is Black Panther tickets go on sale? He's like, they're not having the fan event, despite it being on their mm-hmm. website. No, Be- no, no, not cool. And no IMAX the weekend of Black Panther as well, because they're going to show the third Fifty Shades movie there instead. Oh, boo! You think you do the best that you can to not support a shitty movie franchise. It's not like we've ever bought a ticket to see those stupid Fifty Shades movies. We don't support it. That's what they always say. If you don't like it, don't go see it. Well, guess what? Now it's actually affecting you in a negative way, yeah. and I think that's so shitty that you can't go to your IMAX theater and get Black Panther in their fan event because that's 
stupid Fifty Shades movie. So then I go to the other theaters where they have reserved seatings, and they're all sold out except like one seat here and one seat there. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. I'm like, a son of a bitch. This is this is ruining my day. Um, and you know the thing is the Raz the Raz the Razzies came out this week as well. You're familiar mm-hmm. with those worst movies. Yep. Fifty Shades Darker it le- like leads the pack in worst movies. Oh my god. So a Razzie movie is just keeping you away a, from your a, a goodness. A sequel to a Razzie movie, and then which of course it'll probably get just as many. And Black Panther look is looking over a hundred million dollar opening weekend, beating Justice League, Mike. And they're yeah. like, no, we we can't we can't open up the theater because it's Valentine's Day weekend for Fifty Shades Freed. Ryan Coogler, do us a favor, throw your weight around. You're the director. Uh, make them put your movie in IMAX over there. Uh, yeah. That's such a shame. Um, that you can't, oh, that you can't. Oh, I'm so mad for you. When you to, you told me earlier this week, so I'm trying to act surprised, even though I yeah. knew about this already. But I'm like, I'm still really upset. That's like so, that's so crappy. But yeah, this movie is slated to make a lot of money, and I wanted to go ahead and officially make a prediction on this show that I think that Black Panther is going to crack the top five opening weekend for MCU movies. Um, I don't. I I looked up the top five earlier this week. I don't recall the numbers or who exactly was in there. But when I was looking at what it what it was being an estimated opening weekend, I think it might do better than that. I think this is going to be maybe a similar um, a similar reaction to what happened when it came out. You know, it's going to have a kind of like a groundswell. People are really excited for it. So by the end of the weekend, I think it's going to crack the top five. I think this is going to be a very big opening weekend. Yeah, and you're thinking like domestic opening. Yeah, domestic opening weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's got if if it's got a little bit of work to do. Of both Avengers movies, Civil War, Iron Man three, Guardians two, and Iron and, and yeah, Guardians two are the top ones. So it's got to make think, over 150 uh, million the first weekend. But I think it I think it can do it because the potential's there. I know this is not the same type of movie that Deadpool was, but Deadpool right. came out in the same time of um of the year uh in february right on valentine's day so the audience out there it exists and i think uh, a 50 shades movie might get some of the last lingering uh ladies out there that might like those films but everybody else is going to go see black panther i think it's going to be it's going to be huge and i'm crossing my fingers yeah i mean me uh same here same here i really want to see it. i want to see a lot it's it's so as it's outpacing ticket sales for Civil War. So I mean, and Civil War is the number three opening weekend. Um, I I, I did run into an interesting situation. Like, I want to wear like I want to get one of like those Black Panther hoodies, but mm-hmm. can I wear one? Like, I feel like that's <laughs> like I, I'm not. I don't want to upset the cultural appropriation for less. So I'm I, like, you know, I think I'll just stick with my Hawkeye jacket. I, I don't think it has anything to do with that. I would say if the hoodie has any sort of attached fabric ears, no one should be wearing it because you That's look true. dumb. So if it has that, I don't think you should wear it at all, no matter the color of your skin because you just look like an idiot. Yeah, I just Unless th- you're under 12 years old, then you can. I, was, I just cute. felt bad. I was like, I really want this, but I mean... I felt guilty, and I'm like, I don't know if I should or not. It was weird. I think it'll. I think it'll be. I don't think Disney minds. I okay. don't take your money either way. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll go with that then. Uh, Black Widow movie. Uh, we talked about this. You know, just hiring a writer and moving right along is shooting for a 2020 release date. It might be one of our uh, first movies in 2020. After, um, I guess, I mean, there's not a whole lot going on in 2020, but that we know of. So, but I would like so to see are it. we? So are we looking at Phase Four being? Uh, Spider-Man, Guardians, and Black Widow? Or is Guardians the year after? It would be... Well, so 2019 would be 
um, Captain Marvel, Infinity War 2, or whatever they're going to call it, and Spider-Man that we know of, the next year would be Guardians 2 and Black Widow. Mm. And and then they'll probably slot one more in there. Could possibly maybe be a Doctor Strange sequel. Um, what other hanging chads do we have uh, out there that still need sequel? Maybe the third Ant-Man movie, possibly? Possibly. I, I don't think... I mean, I think they would... Black Widow to me isn't more of a new movie; it's more of a sequelish film. So I would think they would probably try to shoot one of those X Men movies in there, Fantastic Four or an X Men movie. Oh yeah, that's right. They do own that, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, so I mean that's what I'm thinking there. But Doctor Strange two probably sooner than later. If they're cranking out four movies a year in 2020, I'm not going to be surprised, Mike. They gotta get these actors while they're young. Yeah. And, and- it, it- in my in my opinion, I know they need to turn around their investment for buying Fox, but I think that they should save uh, Fantastic Four and the X Men until Phase Five. I think uh, at the very whatever ends Phase Four, whatever big event or big movie, I think Fantastic Four X Men should be like the post credit scene. I think we need a nice window where we just don't have them in the theater anymore. So when we finally see them again, it's fresh and fun and exciting. But who knows if they'll actually end up doing that? But that's what I'm hoping for. See, I'm the other way because they like what they did with Spider-Man was like two years later, and like it revitalized Spider-Man for a lot of people before they gave up. So I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how this plays out. But I would, I would, wa- I'm, I would like to watch a Black Widow movie. Some people were suggesting the Russo brothers take it on after Infinity Ooh, War. Hey, that'd be nice. Maybe go a little smaller scale. They might like that. Go back to the roots, and they did such a great job with her in uh, Winter Soldier. So mm-hmm. uh, I thought you were going to say Age of Ultron, and I was like, uh, uh-uh, take a step back. No, that wasn't that wasn't <laughs> them. That wasn't. I know. Them, so. I, I know. <laughs> okay. All right. So last week we talked about possibly the uh, animated Marvel shows being canceled, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, this week, uh, I guess it's, they've changed their minds or something, because Marvel's Spider-Man animated show has been renewed for season two, and it's returning later this year, so they're probably already in production here. Um, and we'll join what we talked about last week, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which is the title of season three. Mm-hmm. And Avengers Black Panther's Quest, which I think is like season four or five for them. So Yeah, but we also, who knows what that news was, but we also kind of talked about like, well, they could be can't in the process of canceling them because these animated shows usually never last very long anyway, whether they're good or bad. It's just the, it's just the attention span of the target audience. So maybe these are the, the, the last seasons for them and then, hey, a reboot them all again, you know, so. Well, so would you watch a Guardians of the Galaxy show based on the ride that you you went on if they were similar yeah i would i've actually really been wanting to give the guardians show a chance but it's not streaming anywhere like i like i'm not gonna get a cable subscription or go out and like buy it a la carte on like itunes but it's not streaming on hulu it's not streaming on netflix i can't yeah i can't watch it i want to like watch it but i can't Well, I'm gonna see if I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here and see. If yeah, it's I heard anywhere. you typing away the, as soon as I asked the question. And nope. You're like, I'm on the case. I'm on this. It, nope, it's I not. Couldn't... You can only buy it. You can't even buy it on iTunes. It looks like it's. Yeah, we gotta wait for that gosh dang uh, Disney streaming service whenever that lands. Hopefully, it'll they'll all be there. I would love to give all of these Marvel animated shows a chance, uh, but I need a place to go and watch them. Mm-hmm. And they they're just like, no, we it's gotta be on cable television because we got to put commercials in there because that's where we get all of our other money is when we shove toy ads at kids so um you know i'm just being cynical now <laughs> i've heard i've heard good things about guardian season one um one of uh, my friends listeners andrew uh kent he, he watched it uh and he really he really liked it so you know that's good and that reminds me of earth minus heroes there's a captain marvel episode where she meets the original captain marvel in the green and white suit mike 
if you, no, well, if you there you go back that so um yeah so that's going on marvel's tv shows doing great jessica jones is literally right around the corner oh man yeah that's coming up quick it's like a month and a week away from us and i'm like oh shit yeah. like it is here uh so season two of jessica jones we got a couple images we can see one of her using her super strength to lift up what looks to like be a turned over truck or something on a country mm-hmm. road yeah, I think that's the biggest thing you pull away from this is she's not in the city anymore. And, of course, we did see her go to her old family house, but that was in a suburb. This looks like she's trying to go somewhere, and she maybe stopped to save somebody. I don't know. Or yeah. stopped to punch. No, More than likely, it's Jessica Jones. She saw a door in the middle of the road, and she got out of her car. She says, I got to kick that door down because that is just her instinct to her very core. Every door needs to be kicked open. Well, there's probably some booze behind that door that she needs to drink. And Yeah, I think this was just a semi that was hauling Jack Daniels and doors. And then she opened it, and she was just in heaven. She, she had, like, two fists in each hand. She was just smashing all the doors. And Oh, Jessica, yeah, I can't we, wait until your season two. We can't wait till you come back. And then uh, the second image here uh, loads is showing a um, the, the actress uh, Janet McTeer and her mystery character talking to Jessica in what it looks to be downtown New York because you see New York in the background there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they're going to delve into Jessica's background of how she got her powers. Yeah, and and like what what accent? So I think this lady with the crazy hair is going to play into to that a little bit. Yeah, I'm cu- I'm curious to see if Nuke is going to come back in her show in her season, or if they or if they're saving him for the next season of Daredevil because it kind of thinks kind of seems like Daredevil's leaning towards um what are they what what's what's that uh Frank Miller um, uh, Born Again. story art called Born Again yeah Born so Again, which is great they might be. Le- and, and nukes in that, so, um, you know, they, they mix things up, so who knows. But I'm waiting to see who the villain's going to be for Jessica. Exactly, but that's crazy you mentioned Daredevil, because they've cast um, his mother, actually. The actress Joanne Wally, I believe, or Whaley, I don't know how to pronounce it. She's known from the 1980s movie Willow. <laughs> and okay. And more recently, Gossip Girl. Um, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, as Sister Maggie in Daredevil. So um, they're moving right along towards that born-again storyline. So, you know, you're right. We don't know where Nuke will be or, or when it takes place so yeah they're gearing up over there with daredevil um i heard uh recently i don't know if this is in our show notes so i don't want to jump the gun it doesn't look like it is so um i think what it sounds like is netflix is going to be able to retain the rights for the characters that they've been developing and it seems like disney is okay with that and they want those shows to still flourish but uh no new characters are going to be going over there i don't remember who was quoted uh recently but i read an article so it seems like for now those characters will be safe and maybe they don't necessarily need to crank these seasons out as fast as we thought they might need to to kind of get them in into their catalog i think daredevil is gonna be um at uh, netflix for a little while i think so but i also think there's also um timeouts for for shows like if you don't pr- make a production on the show within like two years you you forfeit the yeah rights back. I'm, yeah i'm sure that's so that's probably why they're cranking a lot of these out um just to keep those rights but yeah i think i think we're gonna see a lot of these at daredevil or netflix and then spinoffs or whatever over on uh i guess the the disney streaming service whenever that launches mm-hmm. uh are you excited for the solo star wars movie a star wars story uh, mixed feelings Chris. great so the chinese movie theaters have changed the name of solo a star wars movie to ranger solo and it doesn't say star wars <laughs> anywhere at all oh my god i love that i almost wish that was the title instead of ours because it's just it's so ridiculous <laughs> ranger so i don't i don't know how they got to this point um 
but uh, apparently the Star Wars name isn't as is, is huge in China as as it is here <laughs> everywhere else. So they change it to Ranger Solo. And... Yeah, they're always trying to make a Star Wars a thing over there in China. Um, I heard that they had a when uh, the Last Jedi came out over in China, they had a very big drop off. I think the second weekend over there in China. So I don't think a lot of uh, for some reason, yeah, they love Johnny Depp and pirates over there, but they they're not getting on that sci-fi bend. <laughs> yeah, I I have no idea, man. They watch some really weird stuff. Um, but I couldn't tell you why they don't like Star Wars. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> but so they, it's, you can check out Ranger Solo if you're in China like this, this May. <laughs> but what, what we're really here to talk about, Mike, is the Super Bowl trailers for 2018. I love watching the trailers for the Super Bowl. I don't care yeah. about sports. Everyone knows I don't care about sports. You like a little bit of sports, but not all the sports. So we we both agree that we love the trailers, we love the commercials, but also more importantly, which doesn't fall into anything we talk about on the show, is we love the snacks. Yes, so yes we'll, we do. We'll we'll be there eating different types of hot and cold cheesy dips and crunchy things and saucy things and saucy crunchy things while we wait for the commercials and the trailers. Yeah, I mean, I I'm very excited for this. I I'm actually to the point I know a lot of trailers are hitting the internet early already and I'm like, "No." I will not watch you early. I will watch you the day of because I want to. I want to live in those moments. Like, you know, a lot of people are excited watching the game, avoiding the trailers. Some people are watching the trailers, avoiding the game. So that's where we sit. But here's some trailers that I believe have been confirmed or more than likely confirmed to show up at Super Bowl. Mike, you ready? Tell me mm-hmm. if you're surprised or not. We're gonna start with the first one. Avengers Infinity War. Ooh, not surprised. Just waiting to see the length of it. You said usually Disney shells out for the whole minute slot. Sometimes it's just a 30-second slot, but uh, this is coming at kind of like an awkward time because we have the first official trailer already. The movie comes out in May. Usually the trailer, too, is a big deal So, because usually the second trailer you know, shows a little bit more story, more awesome stuff. So... I'm not really sure what's going to go on here. Maybe they're just going to, this is going to be the second trailer. I don't know. There's a lot going on here. We still might get more, but uh, I think, needless to say, there will be some sort of big reveal. I think we might see some of the Dark Order in this trailer. Yeah, I think we're going to get some of this, but I mean, this ties in, I think it's a minute because we will, there will be a two and a half minute version using some of this footage that might be available right, like right after it airs. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, Because what is the weekend after Infinity War? Black Panther. Or what is the weekend after the Super Bowl? <laughs> I was going to say, where are you going, Chris? I don't know Sorry. what's happening Black in Panther. <laughs> so Black Panther is also supposedly has a 30-second spot here. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe a minute. I'm guessing 30 seconds because the movie's literally out the next week. Yeah. Um, to me, this is the most surprising because why Why do you need to add a Super Bowl spot the week before? But I'm, It doesn't surprise me at all. I think the first trailer for Black Panther premiered alongside of I think an NBA game or something like that. So I think they're like, this is a this is a big market. Uh, we're going to put the trailer out there. And also, they said the movie's tracking well so I think they're just going to go. I mean, it's Disney. I mean, they're not too worried about their wallet. If they got movies coming out, they're throwing it up there. On <laughs> it'll the it'll make back what they spent on the, on the tra- on this yeah. spot for sure. So Infinity War and Black Panther uh, pretty, pretty confirmed. Jurassic World I think Jurassic the first Jurassic World hit uh, at the Super Bowl a couple years ago, so really unsurprised that they're dropping a new one here. Uh, yeah. What do you want to see out of this one? 
Uh, I, I feel like this will probably be a 30-second be a spot. Um, I think they're going to try to show us a little bit more outside of that volcano and island because there's a lot of really weird kind of backlash to that trailer of just like, what is going on here? So I think maybe we'll get a look at maybe a, a new type of dinosaur or something like that because I think there's – I mean there's been, there's been theories and rumors for a very, very long time in the Jurassic Park sequel – uh, universe that at some point they're going to try to cross humans with dinosaurs. I don't know. I want to see that, but maybe there'll be some sort of like proto look at that. So maybe that'll be in the trailer. I don't know, but they're going to have to do something big to kind of uh, make it known that Jurassic World's coming out. Remember that awesome movie that you spent a bunch of money on and everyone came and saw? This is the sequel. Get excited again. Yeah, I think. It's, I mean, I think they're going to find one shot like they had in the first every trailer for the first movie with that thing jumping out of the water and biting the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to have to have a shot like that for this one. But um, I don't know. We're, I'm really excited to see where this goes. And it looks a lot like it's the Lost World yet again. So <laughs> we're going back to the island where the dinosaurs are running wild. we got to take them back to America and, and let them loose. Mission Impossible Fallout, uh, the next Mission Impossible, will have a trailer at the Super Bowl. Um, the last Mission Impossible movie I thought was pretty pretty okay. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> this one will have Henry Cavill with a mustache, not CGI'd on actual mustache. yeah i gotta see what that million dollar mustache looks like on screen uh and then this obviously isn't an original hot take but everybody's waiting to see what new thing is tom cruise hanging off of or jumping off of so uh, we'll find out <laughs> there is a there's a spot available online right now you can see where he actually broke his foot in one of the stunts for this movie right now so oh oh tom eventually you're not going to be the action hero anymore. eventually you're going to break off more than you can chew um <laughs> The, a Quiet Place uh, will have a trailer. That's the movie with, I think it's John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. And like they're, they have to be silent because any sound they make attracts some sort of aliens or monsters. Oh, to them. That's, that sounds kind of cool. Have you, seen Never... the, have you seen the original trailer for this yet? No, I haven't even heard of this movie. Yeah, so check out A Quiet Place. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Like they, they have like two kids and like they're playing like games on like carpet. It's complete silence. It looks like it's going to be a great thriller movie, but like with a cool i guess gimmick where you can't make any noise for most of the movie so <laughs> i just hope it doesn't we don't end up getting one of those uh movies or trailers i think last super bowl they kept promoting that movie um i think age of wellness or something oh a cure ha- for wellness yeah that had that kid from valerian in it and yeah. i don't think anybody saw that movie so I sometimes did. super bowl trailers don't really do that oh wait i saw valerian i didn't see cure for wellness no um <laughs> Uh, the God Particle movie, which is technically yeah. the third Cloverfield movie. Cloverfield. I've been waiting for this to pop up on the show so I can talk about it uh, real quick. Um, uh, I was at a poker night the other week, and uh, we were listening to music, playing poker, having a good time. And then our playlist ran short, and we were just looking for kind of like a random movie to throw up on the screen. One of the people we were playing with was a huge fan of the first Cloverfield movie. And I'm not saying that's weird at all. It's a good movie, but uh, I, you don't usually come across like diehard Cloverfield fans. Um, so we put it up there, and I hadn't seen the movie in since I was in high school, I think. So it's been a really long time since I've seen Cloverfield. But even just casually watching it as I played poker, I forgot. That is a really good movie. I mean... It's found footage, done right, scary, creepy, um, 
yeah, this Cloverfield franchise is really, really fun. So I'm looking forward to see what the hell this third movie is. Yeah, and I think this has to deal with... I think they're on a spaceship, maybe? I, I don't yeah. know. We, like, they keep this so fucking under wraps. Like, it's a, the biggest secret right now in Hollywood. So Yeah, I, I think the rumor is, you know, uh, the last movie was called 10 Cloverfield Lane. So they're just kind of attributing Cloverfield the thing. I think it's kind of going to be called like Cloverfield Station or something like that, and it, the space station is going to be called Cloverfield. Maybe I don't know. So I don't know if this is going to be some sort of like uh, something similar to the movie Life, where there's in a space station, there's something there, or maybe they're watching the monsters from space. I don't know what's going to go on there, but um, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I, I am too. I really like Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, so yeah, so that we have actually more news on, on God Particle later, so we'll come back to that. Ooh, okay, cool. And then lastly, Skyscraper, the uh, new rock movie coming out this year. Where uh, rock? Oh, the rock. I thought like just movie with rocks in it. Okay. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson uh, plays a former FBI hostage rescue team leader who now assesses security for skyscrapers. So oh, okay, uh, it sounds like you know someone is um, you know someone has been like. Taking someone, it looks like Die Hard in a skyscraper, kind of to me. But you know, I don't know. We'll see what the first trailer looks like. Um, you know, The Rock is on top of the world. I think Jumanji's still number one until this weekend. So, um, anything that guy touches is going to make you money. So, if you've got a franchise name, use it. So, so here's some predictions for movies that we might get trailers for, but I'm kind of leaning no. Uh, first up is Han Solo. Uh, we were predicted to get one this week, but do you think we'll get one for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like, uh, do you debut the first look at a movie at the Super Bowl? Is that the best way to do it? And uh, you're you're only stuck with thirty to uh, you know thirty seconds to a minute. I don't know if it's going to show up there. I mean, it might be a good thing to do because I've heard this is kind of um, a oh. little bit of a troubled production, if you will, if you've been listening to us. Uh, so maybe the best thing to do is put it in front of a bunch of people. But, you know, they might surprise us. Maybe we'll just get our solo trailer like tomorrow or Tuesday or something like that. And then we'll it'll just be out in the world. And then we won't have to worry about when we're going to see it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I agree. Like if they want to get more eyes on it and get people talking, put it during the Super Bowl. Um, if they're, you know, really that worried about it, maybe they need to wait a little bit. But I don't, I don't know. That's very up in the air. Incredibles 2 is another option Disney might throw out there. Ooh, yeah. Give me an Incredibles 2 trailer. I want that. Yep, we've only seen a little teaser so far that didn't give us hardly anything, and this comes out this summer, so mm -hmm. uh, we got to see some of that. A Wrinkle in Time was another big thing. It's Disney's big nah, budget, probably flop of the year. Yeah, I don't care about this movie, so... I, I know if you I don't, don't if, but like... If I don't care about it, that means they'll probably put a trailer. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so that's probably out there, and then... um. Ant-Man and the Wasp, we are in prime marketing season for this. If it's coming out in June, July, oh. we need to see what this is. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, I doubt it since we're getting Black Panther and Infinity War, but sooner than later, we got to have an Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah, I think, I think a week... A week out, a week after Black Panther's been in theaters, we might start to see Ant-Man and the Wasp stuff. Yeah, I honestly think they put it with it because we've now seen so many shots in the concept art of those suits. Mm -hmm. They're yeah, ready They're ready for us to see the movie, so. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but there are no shows, Mike. There are no shows. We are not getting Warner Brothers. We are not getting um, uh, Fox, and we're not getting Sony movies. So you don't, you're not going to see Aquaman. You're not going to see Venom. You're not going to see Into the Spider-Verse. No Deadpool trailer, Mike. That's a real that's a real bummer. 
Uh, I think didn't for his movie he was at the Super Bowl giving out hot dogs. I think. <laughs> yeah, I expect Deadpool to be involved with the Super Bowl in some way, but maybe it just won't be a trailer. Yeah, you know, uh, we won't see any Dark Phoenix trailers. Ready Player One is not coming out, even though that's right. I think in March, and no Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald trailer. So, mm. so I'm gonna go ahead and pitch something to Fox because maybe they technically can say there's not gonna be a Deadpool trailer, but this is what I would do because the Deadpool marketing team is a genius. Um, I would attach Deadpool at the end of a random trailer. Like if Dove is going to be doing like some sort of shampoo commercial, you call up Dove and be like, hey, can we have like the last 10 seconds of your trailer to put Deadpool in it? Everyone's going to be talking about Dove for like the next like three days because Deadpool was in it. And also we get to have Deadpool at the Super Bowl. And I think that would be hilarious to have him just infiltrate someone else's commercial. But it's not like a fake product. It's actually real. And then he yells interception because that's exactly (laughs) what it is. Yeah, so just look out look out for that. I think that actually might happen. Well, we'll, we'll play it by ear, but that's all our Super Bowl predictions. But you, you you bring up a good point. Deadpool 2, we have a guesstimate on their trailer, Mike, uh, coming Ooh, up okay. here. Is that Collider is saying the first trailer will be with Black Panther on the 16th and will drop February 14th on the first the anniversary of his first release because it came out oh, on the 14th. Yeah, and that's also Valentine's Day, so I'm sure there's yeah. some marketing juju that they can do there. But... Uh, yeah, a Deadpool might be it's weird saying Deadpool might be a dark horse because he made so much money his first movie when it came around. But I feel like right now he's being so overshadowed by these gigantic movies that are coming out that no one's even thinking about Deadpool right now. But when he comes out, when summer comes along, it's just he's going to kill it. I, that movie's going to make so much money. And and they've got, you know, uh they we've not seen any cable yet or Domino, yeah. so like they're holding all their cards really close to the chest. So whenever they launch, they're gonna launch big. Like they're gonna give us, they're gonna give us that hard yeah. hit, man. Yeah. The Dark Phoenix has some news here. Um, Hans Zimmer will apparently unretire from superhero movies to score the Dark Phoenix. Oh, Hans, Hans, baby. You Why? chose the wrong yeah. one. Um, <laughs> uh, he, I think he was involved with Batman v Superman and received a lot of flack because I think the audio was mixed really weird in that movie. And they had um, was Junkie XL do some of the stuff too. So well, I think that's more of a production issue because I don't think Hans Zimmer is uh, mixing the final film. Right. No, <laughs> I, I, mean, I think he received the flack even though it wasn't his fault, and that's why yeah. he was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna do superhero movies anymore." This was. This yeah, was I mean, you might have people might out there might have mixed opinions about Interstellar, but man, that booming soundtrack! I was in some sort of weird, crazy, insane Dolby theater that ha- must have had like brand new speakers or something. But uh, Hans Zimmer rocked my face off when I saw Interstellar, so um, it doesn't make me want to go see Dark Phoenix at all. But uh, man, maybe he's just trying to get into Disney's favor, you yeah. know? Since it's he's like, oh, I see Disney owns you now, so maybe I will come on over. Did he do? He didn't do the Pirates soundtrack, did he? Uh, I have I have no idea. I've got to look this up now because we've got another person who does music we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, Hans Zimmer has his own discography page on on IMDb, if that makes you feel. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, uh, I think I don't know a whole lot about people that score movies, but usually John Williams is the kind of the main one that most people know. And then... There's a section of people that also might know Hans Zimmer, but beyond those two, I don't know any other people that score movies except for Junkie XL, just because you just said it a couple minutes ago. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but he did he did do the Pirates movie, so I was I okay. was right. So, and he also did Muppet Treasure Island, one of my favorite movies. Ah, uh, you and your Muppets, man. It's true. I I am a Muppet. I can't help it. The um, Muppets need a theme park. Does who owns the Muppets, and do they also own a theme park? I'd like Dis- to go to Disney. a section. 
Disney owns the Muppets? Yeah, and they have a section in their theme parks. Oh, well, I've never been to Disney World, man, so. Yeah, there's a, it's called the Muppets 4D. It was there when I went 20 years ago. It was there when I went for my honeymoon. It's awesome. I love it. Ah. <laughs> I bought a lot of Muppet shirts at their store there. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about one um, composer here who's won a lot of Oscar nominations. So we're going to drop through these Oscar nominations real quick, Mike, that, you, that we're very excited to talk about here. Um, first up, Adapted Screenplay, Logan. Yeah, Logan that, is up there. That was a shocker. I mean, there's a lot of shockers out there when it came to uh, Oscar nominations, but for our show specifically, I think this is the first time a superhero movie has ever really been taken seriously at the Oscars. And I'm not talking about Suicide Squad with that makeup Oscar or whatever that's called. That was just ridiculous. And I think there were three uh, of those this <laughs> year. So most movies, most like comic book movies, make it in there, but they're like visual effects or sound mixing or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So adapt to reach the point of screenplay is a huge step for comic book movies. Yeah. Now, while I I and our friend Quentin, the show Quentin Parker don't like Logan as much as everybody else does, it it does have a sp- solid chance. I've not seen I've seen one of these other movies in adapted screenplay, uh, The Disaster Artist, but I've not seen Mudbound, Molly's Game, or Call Me by Your Name. So well, I think um, I'll disagree with you there. I. I I enjoy. I think I enjoyed this movie more than you did, but I don't think this has a chance in hell of winning. I think it's awesome that it got nominated and it got recognized, and they th- they can put um, Oscar nomination on the next version of the DVD or Blu-ray that they put out. But I don't think it's going to win at all. Um, and I think it's kind of odd to technically call it adapted. I guess it's kind of a. I don't know. It's kind of the definition. Are is this? Are we talking about? Is this? What is the best movie out of this category? Or which movie was adapted the most effectively? So really, you could almost say every comic book movie out there is adapted because it's adapted just from comic books from in general. Yeah. But or or are they making the case for Logan that oh this was adapted from Old Man Logan? Now maybe some of the themes might be there where you know it's Logan getting older and dealing with um, his healing factor in kind of a more serious tone but there is the the narrative is not there the narrative from Logan the comic book and Logan the movie is not there so I don't think this is going to win but I do think it's cool that we got that nomination everyone was hoping Wonder Woman would get it which I knew was not going to happen so we got a, we got our superhero movie in there it's a win for us that's awesome we're being taken seriously there I think that might mean we'll get some more serious uh, we'll get some more serious movies out there maybe that maybe that Spawn movie that's going to come out maybe that'll kind of have that edge to it that'll get a adapted screenplay who knows yeah so um, also a fun fact I know about adapted screenplays is that any sequel is instantly a, an adapted screenplay by the way because it is oh, adapted really? from its original stories since the sequel is based on the original story oh wow i had no idea yeah so <laughs> a lot of people are, are, are upset wonder woman didn't make it into the nominations this year wonder woman 2 has a very good chance of doing it if they make a good movie which would fall I, under adapted screenplay again yeah i guess you know i'm gonna go ahead and just say my opinion uh wonder wonder woman was a good movie there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie. But for me, it's just it's on par with kind of Captain America, the first Avenger, you know. It's good. We were all shocked because Warner Brothers actually made a good movie, and it, it was a big deal culturally uh, because of the significance of it. But that doesn't mean it deserves an Oscar. Right. Uh, so settle down, people. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a good movie. It is not a world-changing movie and does not deserve that kind of recognition is what you're trying to give it. Um, so I, I totally agree with you. I understand. And lastly, under visual effects, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and The Last Jedi made it in that category. 
Um, uh, which would you, which would you pick out of out of those two, or maybe even all of them? So, uh, it, oh man, that's that's hard. Blade Runner twenty forty nine was solid to watch, man. Like, yeah, uh, it's not spectacle. It's it's just fucking beautiful. <laughs> like, I really loved it. Choosing between Kong Skull Island and War for the Planet of the Apes is a weird choice because you got two monkey movies here going on. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't know but, the history. Of who has won the visual effects in the past couple of years, but if Planet of the Apes hasn't won it yet, I think that this might be their turn to win it because usually when a franchise is all said and done, usually the Academy will recognize them and give them the award, kind of like how uh, Return of the King got the um, got the Oscar once all was said and done. So they do an amazing job turning those CG apes into real life creatures. So if it hasn't won before, I think they'll finally give it to it here. But if I had to pick. Um, I like the special effects in Guardians. It was kind of cool, but I haven't seen Blade Runner yet. I don't think I have enough information to pick, but crossing my fingers for Planet of the Apes because I've heard – I've seen a couple of them. They're solid. I haven't seen the latest one, so. Well, both both Planet of the Apes movies have been nominated, and, and then they did not win. Dawn lost to Interstellar, and Rise uh, lost to Hugo, um, so. No, maybe this will be the year they that they reward it. You know, they it's a lot of work, so I think they deserve it. Yeah, uh, I don't think a Star Wars movie has won um, since. No, no, I haven't seen a Star Wars movie on the list yet either. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I want them uh, rewarding the blue milk or not. So. Yeah, it was green. Thank you very much. But yeah, Star Wars to me is always a solid choice. But I mean, to me, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is my choice actually out of these. Uh, I like Guardians, I, but it it is not. The Pac-Man scene loses it for me. That's that's where I'm out. So. Oh yeah, that's, that was kind of jarring. <laughs> uh, speaking of Star Wars and the Academy, uh, John Williams has been nominated 51 times in his career for Star Wars and other movies that he's done uh, soundtracks for, and he's on track to become the most nominated person since Walt Disney, um, I think, or wins. Yeah. I don't know which one these are. I don't know where this is at Windsor nominations, but he has 51 probably wins and. Yeah. He'll probably I mean, win Star Wars this year. Yeah, I mean, as the kids are saying out there, he's a goat, greatest of all time. So good job, John Williams. Yeah, um, the only the only um, concern is he may not make it because of how old he is and like what is his you know work schedule going to be like coming up. <laughs> he's busy and he's old. Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I know. It's it's. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. So, um, yeah, so it's always always a solid choice. On top of the. Uh, Academy Awards are the Razzies, and we talked this about the top. Um, there are actually no comic book movies at the Razzies this year that I've seen. Ooh, nice. Um, the Worst Picture nominees are Baywatch, The Emoji Movie, Fifty Shades Darker, The Mummy, and Transformers The Last Night. I am ecstatic to say I have not seen any of these movies, so I think I did pretty good last year then. I saw two. Ah, um, uh, wah, wah. The Mummy and Transformers The Last Night, so... Uh, I don't know about the other ones, but those were pretty bad. So <laughs> I'm not about to go out and try to complete my Razzie watch list this year. Um, that's okay. On DC News, the Nightwing movie, which I keep forgetting is a thing because it comes and goes with all DC News. Well, uh, it's attached to Warner Brothers, so. <laughs> yeah, director uh, Chris McKay said news should be released this February around Valentine's Day. What kind of news that is, we don't know. Maybe casting, maybe an official announcement, maybe it's canceled. We don't know. So um, we're going to hear more about Nightwing in a couple weeks, Mike. So are you excited for Nightwing? Uh, well, I'll wait and see, Chris. Uh, uh, opinion like pending. It. Opinion yeah. pending. Yeah, with all the new heads at Warner Brothers, who knows where Nightwing fell on the chopping block? 
Uh-huh. Justice League, uh, that Return of Superman scene that we talked about being added as the only extended deleted scene on the the Blu-ray release, uh-huh. is less than two minutes long. So if you're looking for a, a fulfilling scene, you've come to the <laughs> wrong place. You want that Snyder cut out there, kids? This is going to be the closest you get. Yeah. I mean, I don't even... I don't know. I mean, again... Uh, I put it on YouTube. I'll watch this scene. Like, put it on YouTube. That's probably how I'll watch it. I won't rewatch the whole movie for this scene. But I gotta see what the one scene is they added back. <laughs> and that Shazam movie that comes out of April of next year has some news that Superman um, may actually appear in this movie as well. Uh, Billy Batson, the, the kid, looks up to Superman in the comic book, so having him in there would be a way to say, hey, don't forget, we still have Superman, even though he doesn't have a movie <laughs> on the horizon. Like, hey, remember all those other Warner Brothers movies that we made where uh, apparently everybody loves Superman? Because uh, the last time we saw them, everybody hated Superman. So, I don't know, man. But, it, uh, it's one of those things that, like, hey, if he's out of sight, he's out of mind, and we don't want to lose people's thoughts on Superman. I don't think he's going to be in it a lot, but, like, maybe a cameo. Like, that would be that'd be where they put him. Like, hmm. hey, Henry Cavill, don't grow a mustache, cameo in our movie kind of thing. That's... That's where we put them. You had some Black Lightning news this week for us as well. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, Cress Williams was on the uh, Nerdist podcast this week. Um, I recommend to go listen to it just because uh, he's just such a delightful person to listen to. It's always nice when um, uh, a famous person, an actor, is just ends up being like down to earth and can just chill and isn't too guarded when they're being interviewed. But uh, yeah, they um, they asked him kind of about a crossover if they think he'll cross over with some of the other CW shows and. He basically said never said never. It sounds like maybe he doesn't know a whole lot, but it seems like no one's ever definitively said no to him. Um, they shoot in Atlanta. All the other shows shoot in Vancouver. But we, as we know from firsthand experience, uh, they will cross over whether they exist on a different planet. So I think the fact that they shoot in Atlanta might not be a big deal. But uh, if you haven't been watching it, Chris, uh, Black Lightning's been uh, pretty good. That's good. No, I've not, I've not watched it. Um, I haven't. I haven't really had time to pick up any new shows, so we'll we'll definitely see how this one plays out. Well, it's interesting you brought that up because the president of the Arrowverse says they're only going to have... Uh, president of CW talked about the Arrowverse will only have four shows on at a time. Um, yeah. as, so even though there are five in production. Yeah, it, it seems like uh, they've kind of... They found their limit. They're like, uh, we can do four... Uh, and the audience will enjoy it. So, but that's good because that'll give them the ability to put stuff on break and have other stuff up. Like, I don't watch Supergirl, but I believe it's not airing right now because Black Lightning is. So then Supergirl will kick up. I mean, we kind of saw the benefits of this a little bit um, with the Inhumans earlier this year, where since the Inhumans were taking up a uh, Shield spot, we basically get nonstop Shield every week now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and and it does. I mean. At least are aware of superhero saturation and fatigue. Like, yeah, they're not like, oh well, we just need to crank out more because that's all people are watching on our show. Well, no, they're being smart about it, and that's that's a plus on everybody's side. So I don't know. We'll see about that. Also, speaking of Shield, um, they're taking February off. I didn't know this until today. So February, they gotta get they gotta get out of Black Panther's way. Apparently, they like February. It goes like February second through March second. I'm like, well, that's like the same day Jessica Jones comes back. Come on, people. <laughs> well, they knew I was gonna be on vacation in February, so they're like, oh, well, we'll we'll just go ahead and get off the air for the whole month. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lucky you. Lucky you. 
Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising had a great trailer this week, I think. Yeah, so, finally, we're getting around to it. <laughs> I think they labeled it the final trailer. I think, it, does this come out in March? It comes out, uh, yeah, I believe in March. So March, is, March has got a lot of good stuff coming for us. Um, you said that you want to go watch this trailer, which this trailer opened, like, there's a lot of mech versus mech in this one. Like, it's, mm-hmm. this, it's this has gone balls to the wall. Um, the only complaint you said, and I agree, is they use the same song in this one as they did the last one. Yeah, I don't like that song. I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's produced for this movie or if it's just an artist that I'm not familiar with. But usually, when you make a new trailer, you, you slot in a new song. So I was kind of hoping for something else. I'm getting kind of tired of that song. So I just hope it's not in the movie. I don't need to hear it uh, again. Uh, but I like this trailer because we got to see a little bit more of, uh, John Boyega's character. He seems to be kind of a little bit of like a washout that doesn't want to do it and kind of like a party guy that they recruit. So we got a little bit more story there. Uh, like you said, more mech on mech action. It looks like maybe the world has just ramped up, um, Jaeger production. Um, we have another, the younger female character, at least she looks younger or maybe she's short. I don't know. I don't recall, but it looks like that she kind of builds her own Jaeger, which is maybe the smaller one that we see in the trailer tumbling around. So she could kind of be like the mechanical genius that I believe he riffs with in his Jaeger. So that would, that's interesting. I like that idea. There is a very quick shot that I haven't gone back to look at, but I haven't seen many people talking about. There is this shot where we just see a small portion of a of a Jaeger. Maybe it's leg or it's arm that kind of flies by the screen. But if you look at it very briefly, I think there's organic material underneath that armor. So I think in this movie, we might be seeing a bit of a mesh between kaiju and Jaeger, which might be really interesting to see. So I think it's going to be balls to the wall. We've been seeing kind of the same fight scene in that daylight of the city. So uh, I'm looking forward to see where else that they fight. But um, the biggest thing that I've been leaving out is that it looks like somebody has brought the Mm -hmm. kaiju back. There's a line that says, uh, oh, it looks like somebody let them out. There's a brief shot of maybe some lasers shooting the ocean floor. I don't know if that's um, a misdirection, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I don't think too much about these Pacific Rim movies. I don't try to like uh, uh, think that they're ever going to get an Oscar nomination, but I want to watch it in a big moving seat that uh, that rumbles. So No, yeah, totally. I mean, it's it's one of those things like this is a movie you go – you don't watch this one on your home like little theater or your phone or – you got to go experience this this fucking movie, man. Like that's, yeah, that's how that's you right. do it. And um, there's a comic book that's like uh, like a prequel comic to this one. This this kind of film, and that girl is she's like 15 years old, and she oh, okay, and she built a single pilot Jaeger suit in the comic books. Oh, that's badass! Which is like thought impossible to do in in the <laughs> in the world. So, um, but you say you want to see it in seats that move. What yeah. the hell are these seats that move? You've talked about them before. <laughs> Lay it on us. Yeah, they're, um, I think some people call them D-Box seats. Uh, I don't know if the brand changes the name of them, but uh, they're usually at 4DX theaters. And we got one or two out here in L.A. I haven't tried them yet, so I think I'm going to give it a shot on Pacific Rim. So I think it's going to be a fun time. And then, obviously, we're going to review the movie on the show. So stay tuned in March. Make sure you're subscribed, and you'll see that uh, review pop up in your uh, subscription feed. Yeah, I'm going to – I mean, there is nothing near me on this thing, so – uh, but apparently, there I think they're at Cinemark Rave Theaters or whatever. So uh, hopefully, you can you can find some of those. Uh, looks like Star Wars and Jumanji both had them this year. So um, I don't know. That's crazy. This, this is wild to think about. 
So the God Particle movie, I, I promise you we'd come back to this, Mike. I told you we would. And the biggest thing here is that Netflix is actually in talks to purchase this movie before it hits theaters so they can stream it instead on the service. Yeah, and I have mixed feelings about this because there's two ways you can look at it. Uh, you can look at it in a positive way where you go, the Cloverfield franchise is this very um, unique franchise and it's very flexible and it likes to do its own thing. So I actually almost like to imagine a world where every version of Cloverfield, whether they end up making six, a dozen, who knows how many Cloverfield movies that they make. But I like the idea that every time a new one is released, it's maybe on a different platform. Maybe Cloverfield 4 is on Amazon Prime. Maybe Cloverfield 5 is on Snapchat. I don't know. Uh, but I like the idea of it being nimble. But on the negative end, you can look at it this way. Maybe it's not that good, and that's why Netflix buying it. That's kind of what happens sometimes. They pick up these movies that maybe none of the studios were too excited about, or maybe they thought it couldn't do good at a wide release, and they put it on Netflix. So I don't See, know what to think. So the the rumor is that it is really good, and because of the success of Bright, Netflix thinks that it can put more feature-length films on there. Um, not the critical success of Bright, but the how many people actually watched it on there. Yeah. So their their goal is to like get more feature films that like not quite like I don't consider Cloverfield an A list title. It's like a B list title, um, simply because of the the format it is in, and it doesn't try to be an A list title. So mm -hmm. by putting like getting this third Cloverfield entry right on Netflix, they'd be like more people are gonna sign up and watch this with us. Oh man, you know what I hope. I, and it kind of sucks because it's a little bit spoiled for us now, but I wish we didn't know this news. And then just maybe on a random Wednesday, like in March or something, you just pull up Netflix and all of a sudden it's just there. And you're just like, wait a minute, what? And then it's maybe just like a mysterious thumbnail and there's no title on it. And then you just click and watch it and it's the Cloverfield movie. That would have been amazing. Like that would have been huge. That would have been a an, an awesome way to release the movie. That would have been really fun, but... You know, whatever. I'm looking forward to it, so I'm going to watch it either way. They could they could still totally do that, because it's like shooting for an April 20th release, which mm -hmm. is like, I think there's another Netflix show on there, which is like considered too high concept for like everyone to get. So I think they're trying to double down on a day. So maybe we, we may you may get one. And lastly, another movie no one's asked for, but Mike <laughs> might ask for it, is the Duke Nukem movie. Um, Paramount is making an adaptation of the Duke Nukem video games with John Cena and Toxic Star. <laughs> I'm actually totally down for this. Uh, the Duke Nukem video game series I have very early, early memories of. I had a, still my very close friend growing up, uh, Adam. He had a, he had the computer growing up when I was a kid before my family owned a computer. And he had like one of the first... Uh, versions of Duke Nukem that you had to load like through the command line. And when we were over there, we would play it. And so I have very fond memories of growing up with Duke Nukem. And uh, if you don't know Duke Nukem, right away you need to know that this is not a serious character. His catch line is to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and he's all out of gum. So he's just uh, he's loudmouth. He's got a lot of uh, one uh, one liners, and he just he's he kills aliens. That's his main job, and he does it in like cut off shirts and stuff like that. So you just you gotta think very just bro type of just ridiculous action movie. Well, and John Cena fit, slips in that category pretty easily. Well, John Cena has the build of Duke Nukem, who looks oh yeah, who is I think Johnny Bravo was built after that <laughs> as well, like the eighties stereotypical muscle yeah. dude and i think one of the games with duke Nukem was like the land of the babes so it's all about women 
Like yeah. scantily clad women, big guns and, and big explosions. So. Yeah, when you're playing the Duke Nukem games, you're always trying to find like locker rooms where there, there's like nudie mags left in there and you can pick it up or interact with it and Duke Nukem goes like, mm, oh yeah. So I really want this movie. I don't care who directs it. I don't care who writes it. I don't care if Michael Bay wants to come in and make it. Uh, I, I want to watch this movie. I think this is going to be ridiculously fun. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's one of those video game movies that's not trying to break the break the mold. It it should fit yeah. to its mold very well. So Yeah, you know, I I've dropped a couple of theories and predictions and this will be my last one of the episode. I think that this maybe could replace the the Furious franchise for just kind of dumb fun movie that expands into twelve movies. Like we could have Duke Nukem twelve in like, you know, like twenty thirty two and we might be really excited for it. I don't know, but uh John Cena, I'm on board. Uh, that guy's that guy's charming. The Duke Nukem 21 Jump Street crossover is what you need, Mike. That's no, Duke Duke Nukem Five is gonna star John Cena, The Rock, and um, uh, why can't I think of his name? The guy that plays Drax. Oh, uh, Dave Batista. Dave Batista, yeah. Let's just get all of our famous uh, wrestler actor buff dudes in a movie, and well, then they just they, kill aliens. They can't. They're gonna be too busy it being in the XFL, the new the football <laughs> that, that launches in twenty twenty. Actually, before we end, Mike, this is a, this is our last bit of news. We talked last week about the Paddington Cinematic Universe. <laughs> okay. And someone uh, at the comic book store suggested we add Babar the elephant to Babar. To, Who is Babar the elephant? Uh, he was like this little. King Elephant dude, he had the. Oh, I think I've seen that thing before. Yeah, it's he's a... got like a little kind of crown that sits on top of his head, and he wears like a green suit or something. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that's what it is. So I mean that and or um, um, we I said Madeline Babar. What was it? Oh, Arthur. We could do Arthur if we wanted to. Oh yeah, everybody's about that clinching fist meme. Yeah. Arthur, Babar, Madeline, Paddington. We got a crew and, there. And, and Bumblebee, according to you. Like, <laughs> and Bumblebee, rated R, coming out next February. <laughs> yes. It's going to be ridiculous. So that that sounded like our best idea we've ever had. So let's go ahead and um, go ahead and get these film <laughs> rights and start this, Mike. Yeah. And so. let's wrap up the show before we uh, go off the rails anymore. Yeah, let's please, let's, <laughs> let's please do that. So, um, Mike, uh, people want to know what you're up to, where they can find you at. Well, if they want some more snack recommendations like I gave at the top of the show, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you could read my webcomics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to follow you, see what you're up to, uh, see if you finally get all of those uh, new pop vinyls that we talked about. Uh, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Um, been putting up one pop, representing every Marvel Cinematic Universe movie I've been watching, uh, Canyon Infinity War, so those are up there. You can also head over to Comic UI, just put up the February watch list, and um, you can also head over to YouTube, search the DNN, and see what videos we're doing there. So we can do that. Mike, if people want to know more about Superhero Slate, what we're doing, what we're up to, where other episodes, where can they find those at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our little show here and to get our show notes. So if you want to check out those Captain Marvel screenshots and don't want to scour the internet for them, and you know, if you want to see those uh, screen caps of the back of the pop vinyl box that Chris was talking about, you know, the little things that maybe are hard to Google, you can find that at SuperheroSlate.com. You can also find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can get us right in your email inbox every week if that's what you prefer. 
prefer. And you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you want some Superhero Slate merch, you can get that at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. You can get shirts, hoodies. Depending on whatever climate or region you live in, you can get a thicker or thinner material, whatever you please. Um, if you want to be a fan of the show, um, if you want to be nice, if you want to just give it back, if you feel like your New Year's, re- your New Year's resolution is to pay it forward, uh, leave us a review if you like the show. Wherever you uh, listen to us, uh, we love the reviews. They're really helpful. And it just uh, keeps us going. It makes us excited. We love uh, hearing from you, from you guys and gals. And if you want to be a super fan of the show, that is the easiest thing of all. All you have to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week talking about movies and nerdy stuff and you know every once in a while snacks yeah exactly food uh super bowl super bowl trailers really looking forward to that i think that's next week right is that is yeah that... <laughs> we're so out of the loop we don't even know what i don't is. know what, what's happening it's, it's, we're, we're almost in february mike so yeah, i think uh, it's a bird versus a founding father i think that's who's playing i think the logos look the same i saw and i was like i'm out i don't know <laughs> so All right, Mel, I guess we'll catch you guys next week and have a good Super Bowl. All right, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Quote, unquote, we'll do the damn thing.